You're looking for a side hustle. What if you could buy a mini business that already has a website created for you? It's either a startup site or an established site that has traffic and maybe even a little bit of income already. That's this week on Thrive in the Future. Welcome to Thrive in the Future podcast, positive solutions to help you thrive, designing your intentional life, homesteading, gardening, and rediscovering culture and tradition. At Grow Nut Trees, it's elderberry time. It's elderberry cuttings. I also have some plants left that are bare root and also comfrey and comfrey crowns. That's at grownuttrees.com. Welcome back to Thrive in the Future. This episode is on how to build a side hustle by buying a mini business or a pre-made website. And it's my lessons learned from using Flippa, flippa.com, to buy websites. So flippa.com is an auction site to buy websites. It's similar to eBay. It has auctions with buy it now, reserve. It has bids. If you win, then you work it out with the seller to transfer the website to you. I'll go in more detail on how that works. There are two types of sites that are on Flippa. They're starter sites. These are starter sites that are either a template or there's something that's been running for a while. It may or may not have traffic and it may or may not have income. It usually doesn't. Or it's an established site. This has been running from some for some period of time. Once again, it may have traffic and it may have income and monthly revenue. So let's step back first and look at what is your mindset it's all about the mindset. What are your goals? Do you want to own a business? Do you want to buy this website and fix it up, perhaps add more content, fix the SEO, and then flip the business by selling the website? Or do you want to use the domain name for something else? If it's really cheap and you like the template, perhaps you want to use it for something else. So what are my personal goals? When I started this, it was to look for a site that I could build on something that perhaps has content that I can reuse. I want to add in my own links. I want to add in links to my affiliates, my own content, and drive business to my site. I prefer the site is built on WordPress because I understand WordPress. I'm sort of a WordPress whiz. I also know how to import and export from WordPress. I also want something that's easy to maintain that I can understand. Now, there's pitfalls for each one of these, and I'll go through them as I go through my real-world examples. Monetization. Usually, a website like this has income through monetization, either with AdSense ads or with affiliate sales, either Amazon affiliates or some relationship that they have with a vendor to have affiliate sales. You may also sell eBooks, courses, training, or services. So some of the considerations here. One of the things you have to watch out for with affiliate is will that account come over with the sale? And will you have to go back to that affiliate and reapply? So if they have a relationship with XYZ company, does that automatically come over? Probably not. I'm probably going to have to reapply. And there are conditions where you might not be able to get approved. Affiliate marketing is most successful when you build relationships. Sure. Amazon affiliates, you don't have to build a relationship very much, but it doesn't have a very big cut. Amazon affiliate rates in February 2024 are if you send somebody there and they buy a physical book, that's 4.5%. If you send somebody there and they buy a lawn and garden item, it's only 3%. 
And we'll look at examples here in a little bit how it takes a long time to really make any significant money on that. So what you want to do is focus more on create the relationships with affiliates where you're going to get a bigger cut, either permies or take an example. I have a relationship with Permaculture Apprentice for permaculture training, for food forest training. I would get a bigger cut on those than I would from Amazon. And you want to develop those relationships, even if it's not with garden and permaculture Say you have a music site, you could go to Guitar Center has affiliate program where you can go and any sales you send over there, then you would get a cut of that. You also want to, if possible, drive to your own content, sell ebooks, sell courses, sell training, have workshops, have memberships, have a paid newsletter, or even a service. Going back to the goals, key is... Are you going to use this as a business with your own brand? Or are you just buying this to set up, spin it up, and have it generate affiliate marketing income for you? And you will inevitably get to the question on how do you stand on AI? So this is a good question to ask yourself. Would you spin up a side hustle website with AI content just so you can make bank with affiliate marketing? And why or why not? About a year ago when ChatGPT came out, there was a big push and everybody was saying, this is how you can make a side hustle quickly. There was a tweet on Twitter that had 8,000 likes that had step-by-step on you buy a domain name, you spin up a site, you generate AI content to drive traffic to that site, have affiliate marketing, all of it's done by AI, you can do it in a weekend, blah, 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 and and then you're good. Can you do that? And do you have qualms about it? In addition to that, if you buy a starter site or even an established site, there's probably some parts of the content that were generated by AI. That seems to be across the board. It may not. So what's the pros and cons of using AI for content? One of the pros, obviously, is that it's easy to generate content and turn it around. But what I've seen is that AI stands out to me as being somewhat fake. AI content usually has one of two characteristics. It either talks around the topic. It did a high-level Google or Wikipedia search, and it talks around the the topic, sort of like those clickbait things you see on weather.com or in mainstream media, where they talk about the topic, but they really don't get into it. And you could get the same information by looking on Google. That's one characteristic of AI. Another characteristic is the opposite way where it's it's overly effusive. It talks in flowery language, but it still kind of talks around the issue. I'll talk a little bit about examples of that here in a little bit. So let's talk about some real world examples. I'm going to use real world examples of two sites that I bought in the last two months. They're both startup sites. The first one is called allgardenadvice.com. And these are real sites. You can go and look at them. I still have them up. So allgardenadvice.com is a WordPress site. I can reuse the template for other projects. It has 66 articles that have better than average writing, although some of them may be AI. Once again, that's almost unavoidable. The site's rated goal, it makes money by selling books and tools using Amazon Associates. And so what do I want to do with this? I want to change some of this content out I want to add in my own links to my own content, perhaps ebooks, training, things like that. And then I want to 
and I want to use the template for other projects. So this site cost me $200. It doesn't have any traffic. It doesn't have any SEO optimization. I usually recommend that you, when you search on Flippa, you either use US, North America, or Western Europe. The site is just choked with sites that have been spun up in India and other places. You're going to have easier transfer if they're in North America. So transferring the website, I had options where I could have the person set it up on Namecheap and I would have to buy the hosting or they could export it out using a, a plugin tool such as Duplicator. They could export it out and then give it to me and I could put it on my own hosted site. So one of the things to look at and one of the possible red flags or yellow flags in this case is you may be a WordPress whiz, but which plugins do they use? Are they plugins you're familiar with? This one uses the Elementor plugin. I'm not used to that plugin because I usually use GeneratePress. So it took a little bit of time for me to get up to speed. Everything's in blocks and things like that. It was harder for me to get used to it. One of the things that I do like on the homepage, there is a video component and you can set this so that it points to a video and it plays it as the background in a loop. So this was neat. Pointed to YouTube video of a walkthrough of a garden and play five seconds of that video and then loop it back around. One of the things you want to look at also, is this a unique site? This site, the person spins this up with a new logo and a new domain name, but the same content. Then you get into the point where it talks about private label content or PLR. This is content that's written by AI, by somebody, and you have a license to use it, but it's really not your content. It's like selling somebody else's ebook. So if he's spinning up this site with other folks, then they're going to have the exact same content that may be okay. Maybe you can use this, adapt it, add in SEO so it shows up higher in the list, and then it drives to Amazon Associates or whatever else. For me, I am changing this focused on my brand, and I can use the template for other things. But that means I'm going to have to rewrite some of the content. This is a challenge. Can you write in the same tone of the content that's there. And this would be true whether you bought a site that already had traffic, it has an audience. Are you going to write in the same in the same tone as that? So this is the tone of this website. Ah, the allure of gardening. Who hasn't dreamt of turning a blank slate into a blooming paradise? Where does one go to begin in this vibrant, earthy endeavor? That's okay. That's better than average writing if this was generated by AI. But at the same time, it's very effusive. I don't write like that. So how I write is dream, plan, and then plant that seed. You want to grow your own food and perhaps have one of those food forests or archers that you have been reading about. For some of you, the seed has been planted by podcasts, friends, or those pics on social media. It resonates with you and you feel, I can do this. That's my content. That is how I write. It's not overly effusive. It's step-by-step -step more to the point. But if you bought a site that has an audience that's used to that other tone, or they're especially used to a certain um, writer, then you could have some conflict there, or you may lose some audience. It all depends. Read the fine print. My next example here is a site that I bought. This was the first one that I bought, and it's called Garden Guide. I really like the website assets 
So this site sells eBooks, gardening eBooks. And my goal with this site was to use the graphics, move it over to my own site, replace the eBooks with my own content. I like the format of some of the look and feel of the ebook content, but the content's obviously written by AI and it it doesn't fit my my goals. It's still up there. You can look at it. So my goal is to take this site and to move it over to my own hosting and then sell my own items as well as Amazon. So I ran into an issue almost immediately because this site runs on Shopify shopping cart system. The fine print said you have to leave it on Shopify. Okay, so that's strike one. Didn't completely understand that when I bought the site. In addition to that, the fine print says that you have to sell the eBooks on Shopify. You can't move those over and sell them somewhere else. Okay, that's that's a little bit worrisome, but that's okay. I'm going to replace the content of the eBook, use the template of the eBook, and then add my own content to it. So one of the problems here is by doing this, on Shopify, I have startup costs of $39 a month for Shopify. In addition to that, the domain name is locked for 60 days sometimes when you buy and transfer a domain name. So I'm stuck with this for at least 60 days. I could shut the site down and then use the assets for something else unless I just chuck this up to education. Another challenge with this is do you own the content? Are you going to get all of the website assets? Are you going to get all of the source copy for the eBooks? Or are you just getting PDFs of the eBooks and you have to resell those? This was not clear in the fine print and I had to bug the seller. Now, this is nothing against the seller. This is their business model. They are setting up the site. It's a, a easily spun up site. Once again, are you okay with having AI content that just generates bank with affiliate marketing for you as a side hustle? I wanted to do something else with this and this doesn't necessarily fit that. Will I get the source documents for the eBooks, even though they're PLR, even though they're obviously copied from somewhere else? That was a challenge. I had to bug them a little bit to get that. In addition, as we talked about, these are starter sites and they immediately spun this up with a different look and feel, a different domain name, a different logo, but exactly the same content. All of the content, except for the graphics on here, were the same. The eBooks were the same. It just had a different domain name and a different logo. The look and feel and the graphics were different, but other than that, the content was the same. So that's instant competition. That's not bad if you're just spinning up a site to generate some extra income. So we've talked about startup sites. Let's talk about established sites. I have not bought an established site, but I bid on several of them. So one of the things you want to look at is what's the traffic that's coming in? What is the revenue per month? And is that revenue consistent? So one of the challenges with buying an established site is why are they selling this? Everything has a business life cycle. It's going to increase, it's going to do well in the market, and then it's going to tail off into that hockey stick. Most of the sites that I've seen that are reasonably priced, that are established sites, are in the descending hockey stick model there. So you can take these and you can build them up. You can fix them. You can add more SEO and everything else, but you have to be careful that you don't start believing your own BS and start running with it. In addition to that, one of the things that I've seen is that the people who are selling established sites, they tend to exaggerate the number of users, the number of visits, 
and the number of sales. For example, it says that it has $3 per month revenue. So ask for the graph and usually it's included in there, but you can see the revenue over time and it goes up and down. Sometimes it goes up to $9, sometimes it's down to, to three. And then how's it going? It usually has a trend. Most of the ones I've looked at have a downward trend. For visits or traffic to the site, you can ask for an excerpt or screenshot from Google Analytics. Sometimes they'll give you read-only access to their Google Analytics so you, you can see what kind of interaction they have. You can also use SEMrush or a SEO tool to look at the site and evaluate it and see how it looks over time. What kind of organic traffic does it have? That's traffic that's coming specifically from search engines. And that's all keyword-based. What kind of organic traffic does it have? How many backlinks does it have? Is it referenced by other websites? If it's something that has a revenue stream, you also have to have these considerations. Is this an LLC? Is the LLC going to transfer to you? Or is there some sort of business legal stuff there? As we talked about, if they have an affiliate account with the vendor, how does that transfer to you? Do you have to reapply with that vendor? And if the seller was approved for being a, an affiliate, if I have to reapply with the vendor and I get rejected, that blows my business model. You want to do your due diligence, Google Analytics with SEO tools. And if you're doing return on investment analysis, do like businesses do. They do a low, a medium, and high expectation if they're trying to sell. Which which project do we want to do? Which business do we want to buy in the next year? Now, people who are gung-ho on stuff or people who are neophytes end up choosing the high always. They always think of the high, but that's not the way it is. As we saw from the graph, it can go up, down, and usually if they're selling the business, it's got a descending visit count or a descending revenue count or both. And don't forget the startup costs. Most websites, especially for WordPress, will have plugins. So you may have to buy the plugins. You may not be familiar with those plugins. So there's going to be some tech debt or a learning curve as you get up to speed and have the technical chops to learn them. And Evaluate your exit strategy. If I buy this, what's my plan for this? What's my exit strategy? Am I going to spin this up? Am I going to run it a year? Am I going to sell it? It usually takes over a year to generate enough traffic to make it worth your while, unless you buy something that already has revenue generating traffic. Once again, go back to your goals. What are my goals? What is my plan? Does this align with my brand? What's my strategy? And then do your research. So good luck going down this road and trying to build your site hustle by using micro websites. If you have any questions, reach out to me on Twitter at ThrivingTheFute, DM me or contact me and I'll be happy to answer your questions. Take care. Hey, if you like this episode, leave us a tip on Venmo or Cash App at Thriving the Future, or join the Patreon, patreon.com slash Thriving the Future. You get early episodes and you get extras. Thank you. Check out Thriving News. That's where Perpin and I share longer form articles about homesteading, mindset, milpa gardening, food forest, etc. Go check it out at thrivingnews.com. Thank you for listening to Thrive in the Future podcast. If you like what you hear, please click that like or subscribe button in your favorite podcast app. Follow us on Twitter at Thrive in the Future. And also go to thriveinthefuture.com.